0: Welcome to Let's Talk Adoption with Marty Caldwell, bringing you the latest information for families seeking to adopt, adoptees, and women considering placing a child for adoption. Now, with today's program, here is Marty Caldwell. Thank you for tuning in today for our weekly program on adoption. I'd like to invite you to visit our website, letstalkadoption.com, where you can learn more about adoption and listen to past shows on many different topics. We do have copies of previous topics available for purchase, and your purchase will help us stay on the air, so we appreciate your support. Today we've got a great show lined up for you. Did you know that three out of five people are touched by adoption? And we'd love to hear your questions also. Drop me a line at info at letstalkadoption.com, and I'll answer your questions and incorporate them into the show and upcoming shows in the future too. Today we'll be discussing Adoption, My Second Child – um this is a birth mom story today we have tammy Rowe in the studio welcome to the show tammy thank you and it's a pleasure to have you with us today and you know we have a lot to cover in the next 25 minutes but i i know that you are a mentor for many of um birth mothers that that need to speak to somebody and so this is a way that you can really share more to to thousands and thousands of people um instead of just one-on-one because i know you're very busy now with your career in your life and Um, you know, it was some years ago that you actually chose adoption for your son. Tell me a little bit about your situation, how that came to be. And, and, you know, when you found out you're pregnant, what happened?
1: Um, Actually, I had my first son was a year and a half at the time that um, not when I found out I was pregnant, but Mm -hmm. um, that my second son was going to be born. So um, the birth father and I didn't have a great relationship at all. Mm -hmm. It was one of those I've moved from Florida, I came to California for that dream <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> of father mm-hmm. and son and family and um so I actually thought it'd be nice to have a great pregnancy and move on with our fairy tale life and it didn't happen that way. Mm-hmm. Um he started going out a lot and it was mm-hmm. really stressful on me. I was caring for a one and a half year old son and trying to work at the same time and right. we lived with his parents and it was it was not good. <laughs> right. And he
0: was the father of your first baby yep. too. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. So that's what you wanted that fairy tale life to come yeah. home and
1: exactly. You know,
0: really bought into that which all of us, you know, hope and, and wish for too. Of course. But it, it didn't it didn't happen that way.
1: No. <laughs> so
0: t- now so at that time that's what you basically your life looked like. And the relationship with, you know, the father of the baby wasn't yeah. good. What kind of challenges did you face? Because you were working, you're living with his parents, you've got yeah. a baby already, and what were you thinking and what did you what was it, what were the struggles you had?
1: Well, I think um, I always wanted better for my life. So I was like, wow, I'm settling here for a man who doesn't respect me, doesn't mm-hmm. respect my son, doesn't respect our living arrangements. And, mm-hmm. you know, I wanted to be on my own, make my own money, have mm-hmm. that positive relationship in my life. So I think that's when it started coming into this isn't going to work, mm-hmm. you know. And then, wow, now I have two kids. Mm-hmm it's really not going to work is how I kind of felt like. Yeah. You know. And you're
0: really a, um, a good go-getter. I mean, you're yeah. really, um, you're really a po- very positive person and oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and you're, I know you're very successful right now mm-hmm. in the career you have, which I'm really proud of you because Thank you. <laughs> I've known you for quite a few years and yeah. you've done so well um, and you own your own home now. So yep. you've really, um, you've really come a long way. And I'm going to share that with people because, um, you know, since your adoption, you have, um, you have three other little boys. Now you've got, Two other children after um, your one son. So you've got four all together, four boys.
1: Three boys. Three Three boys, yeah. Three are parenting. Two I'm parenting. Mm -hmm. Two are parenting. And then the the, one that is... Yep. Mm -hmm. Three. So you've really got your hands full. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, um, you know, we get a lot of phone calls and information. People are asking about, um, you know, a bad adoption, how they they can move on and how they can go into it. But before we get into that, I want to talk about, um, you know, at the time you did want to have something better. And did you ever feel that when you looked at adoption that you pressured into adoption? Or was it something that you came to you naturally? or
1: um, Completely naturally. I've always loved babies and children since I was growing up. And I never in a million years thought I'd be able to get past it or it would ever enter my mind. Mm-hmm. So it was really weird when it did, when at first the thought came in. It was strange because I was like, wow, I love kids and, mm-hmm. and everything else. So I was really kind of surprised. It took me by surprise and then I just kind of went with it a little bit, didn't hold back from it and just thought about it a little bit more.
0: Right. And I know that you did a lot of, um, you know, soul searching during that yeah. period of time on what you want to do. And did you feel that you were pressured by anybody during that period of time to, did you talk to the birth father about adoption?
1: Um Nobody supported me. (laughs) Uh I had zero support except for you and one friend. Um, My mom really wasn't too thrilled. I didn't really talk to her about it Mm because she was in Florida. I was in California. Um, The birth father, you know, when I brought it up, they just thought I was crazy. They Mm -hmm. just thought, oh, she's just upset. He didn't come home. Mm -hmm. You know, the parents are more for him. Mm -hmm. So I have a feeling, you know, it was just one of those. uh, You know, I had a boss at work who was... Well, she didn't want me to adopt at all. I mean, she mm-hmm. didn't want me to give him up for an adoption. She thought, oh, he's a baby. He's your baby. How can he do it? So mm-hmm. lots so you get of the pressure. pressure. Lots of pressure. <laughs> yeah. Tremendous pressure. A lot. <laughs> a,
0: a lot of women can't get past that either, too. Do you Any suggestions on, on when that does happen? When someone really, it, I, I feel like just remembering back that you really knew this was the best thing for your child. Yeah. But you were getting negative everywhere. Um, but really adamant. Any suggestions that you have for women that are facing that same
1: I would I would say find your support system. I mean, I had to really hit my friend. I really talked to my mom and I would just break down and cry. And, mm-hmm. you know, and when she finally saw me crying and upset and down at the bottom barrel, I think that's when she's just like, just do whatever you have to do for yourself. So mm-hmm. even though I always knew it in my heart, you just got to find that person that's going to support you, whether it just be lifetime mm-hmm. adoption. I mean, mm-hmm. somebody's always there. We have other birth moms to talk mm-hmm. to. And that's
0: what you do now too is yeah speak to other birth moms, which is
1: really nice, and yeah. you find that
0: really rewarding yeah, sharing. I do
1: exactly i you know um we used to have some you know stuff. We Back had groups, was, yeah, yeah, support group
0: meetings yeah, for birth moms. Now I we was, have them all over the nation, so it's hard.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is. So it's nice to be able to help somebody else out in a situation that I was in or mm-hmm. a slightly different, but we're all birth moms, so.
0: Yeah, and all going through that, too. Yep. You know, just the other day I met a woman that's in her 70s that was a birth mom placed 54 years ago, <laughs> and you know she has such a good outlook on it that there are some really good situations. But often, you know, there are women that just can't get past that, I'm so depressed, I keep crying, you know, what do you counsel being a birth mom yourself? What do you say to help them get past that so they can, they can go on with their life and not forget, but, but be able to heal up?
1: Um, basically I just tell them, you know, I wish there was a magic pill, but there isn't. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) the best thing to do, I personally feel is allow yourself to mourn. Um, I did. And it's a long period of time, and only time can heal. And I know it sounds so cliche, but it's true. Mm-hmm. Um, it just takes time. And if you feel like crying, cry, because you're allowed. You yeah. know, don't beat yourself up for it, because if you start to do that, you're starting to go back. It's like take steps yeah. forward, not back. Mm-hmm.
0: So. And right now, because um, this is almost nine years ago, and that's why I wanted to have you in, versus a new birth mom, because you've been there to yeah. show... I mean, you have really gone from so much and and succeeded so well because you really focused on that. But it did take some time. How long? I know it's different for everybody. How long do you think it takes before you start feeling like, you know, life's back to normal?
1: Wow, <laughs> that's a tough question. <laughs> it, it, well, back to normal is crazy, but um,
0: yeah, your life is pretty wild. Yeah. <laughs> right? it's, it's busy in a good way, but yeah. with work, you've got a really high pressure job. And so.
1: Yeah, exactly. But as far as like, um, I know the turning point for me, mm-hmm. and not everybody has the relationship that I have with my adoptive parents, mm-hmm. but we have a very close, secure mm-hmm. relationships. So um, mm-hmm. they branched out and said I'll tell you what when he's about a year old let's get together at Disneyland so we Mm -hmm. all met there with the Mm -hmm. intentions of possibly going on together to Mm -hmm. view the park but Mm -hmm. not really knowing because it's the first time yes and so when I saw this you know innocent baby boy grow up and he's a year old and he's Mm -hmm. running around and he's playing and he's talking to his brother and his mom and I thought wow he's it's totally phew it was a 90 percent yeah that,
0: that, that really helps you, on oh that. yeah, and that's really important for adoptive parents that are really fearful about open adoption, and oh, yeah. uh, you know that if they open up because I never felt that you were going to go back and kidnap the baby, you know <laughs> run to their doorstep yeah, you know no. and and you hear that those are those things yeah. that that are on t v
1: and you know what I really have to say something about that too, because I think the one thing that got me through it mm-hmm. more than anything was the security that the mm-hmm. adoptive parents had. I guess it's like they trusted me and mm-hmm. so that a lot of birth moms I feel need that trust too. I think so too. Cuz you know everybody else thinks you're crazy if you yep. if they don't agree with the adopt the adoption or anything like that. Well, so. they
0: want to know that they can trust the yep. adopted parents to fall through with what they're saying yes. afterwards. And yep. I I tell birth moms if you don't have that trust then you need to find another family to adopt your baby before yep. before the baby's born. Yep. Because you there are families and that's one of the things we do with the program is to try to educate people on both areas that the needs of putting yourself in the shoes of somebody else that you're not, you're not yeah. there as a birth mom. It's really hard for adoptive mom and, or father to even be in there too. Yeah. Knowing what you know now, would you have changed anything about your adoption?
1: Um, I'm not too sure about that question. I've been mm-hmm. thinking about it and I, yeah. I don't really know because I wouldn't allow myself to have been taken advantage of by the people that were anti-adoptive mm. for me. Mm-hmm. I kind of fell into their trap mm-hmm. and um, I really, try not to beat myself up for it now, but I really wish I could have, you know, knew what was right for me and stood firm on my decision. And I'm learning. That's what Mm -hmm. nine years has done for me. I've learned to look back and go, I was weak. (laughs) Well, you
0: were really young, too. Yeah. Um, I mean, you were fairly young when um, the baby was born. And, you know, and, and we're vulnerable yep. and hormonal, and you've got a lot of concerns, and you're also living with the birth father's yeah. family, so yeah. you have no security. Your mom's yep. clear across the country, yep. you know, uh, uh, to, to help you feel a little bit better, you really were doing <laughs> great for what you had to work with. Yeah. Um, and made some, I think, some really um, brave decisions that you felt in your heart and soul that were right for you and your son, too. Yeah. And for the child you were you're at home, you know, that you had. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What helped you make that decision to choose adoption too, Um, you know, when you did finally because of the circumstances at home?
1: Yeah. I mean, I was just at to the point where I'm just like, this is ridiculous. I'm living with parents of, you know, the father of my two children, and this is, they were for him, not for me. I had no advocacy. Um, Mm -hmm. I wasn't making a lot of money, so I just chose to fly back to Florida to restart my life Mm -hmm. with my first son. So, um you know, with that, I kind of thought it'd be a fresh start for me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, with the support of my mom finally saying it's okay, yes. I think I just was like, okay, let's let's move on. And thank gosh to this day mm, yeah. that the family mm-hmm. was still available. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. Because
0: families do go. And so sometimes they make that decision too. Mm-hmm. Did you find by looking through the profiles, was it difficult to find the family you were looking for? Sometimes women say, you know, I want a lot of them. I want 50 or 75 families. Others say, just pick a family. What were you looking for in a family too?
1: I think I was looking for that two parent. They love each other. They put each other first Mm -hmm. um, before their children. It's funny because the family I ended up choosing was Mm -hmm. nothing what I went in looking for. Yeah. (laughs) So it can totally change. And and that's fine because that's all part of the plan. I feel, Mm -hmm. you know, I really do. I feel like this is all part of a plan that was just meant to happen the way everything went down and the way they Mm -hmm. were. And Totally opposite, like I said. Yeah. From, from what I, they just it clicked. So
0: I think being open minded too when you looked at them, because I think a lot of time people will look only at um, photographs and they'll say, oh, I want to look only at the attractive people, or I only mm-hmm. want to look at the thin people, or I want to look at the people that have hair on their head. Or something, <laughs> you know? And and so <laughs> yep. if you do that, you miss the heart and soul of somebody mm-hmm. and what they actually could offer your son. And um, and I think that's important for a lot of birth moms too is just to say, what do I want long term when? Maybe the looks are gone, yeah. you know, and it's not all about just having money, but also what they could offer and the lifestyle. And they were already parenting another child,
1: right? Yeah, So that's why I was – that's not what I – I wanted a family that couldn't have kids. And then you actually read me their profile before I saw pictures, before I knew it. You told me, well, this is kind of weird, but they're – um, they have a child already. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay. And when you read it, it was just like, oh my gosh, it's a dream family. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I have to meet them. Yeah. And so I think that's kind of yeah. nice
0: just to be open-minded and that's yeah. kind of where you were at, which is really nice because mm-hmm. some people come in and say, I've got to have someone that is musical and that's it or only that is, you know, under 40 years old or only yeah. that, has, that have no children and they miss out on some really good opportunities too. Oh,
1: yeah. Did
0: you feel that, um, you have other children now like we mentioned before. Um, We shared a little bit before the program about um, how you share adoption. And and, and I know we're going to do another show this afternoon about sharing with your Mm -hmm. siblings. But how did you share with them about adoption for their brother? Because you had one that was older. Yep. And then you had um, one that was younger.
1: Yeah. And so here's the
0: one in between. And so share a little bit about those feelings you had and how you did that.
1: Well, um, as far as Canyon's my oldest son, Mm -hmm. and he's 11 now. Mm -hmm. And he used to call every baby... You know, Christian, which was mm-hmm. what I named mm-hmm. my um, adoptive son, the mm-hmm. one I adopted out. Mm-hmm. So um, after that, we kind of talked and I told him he went and lived with another family. It was really hard because he was only two. Yes. So it was very Time. difficult. Yes. <laughs> so I kind of let it pass. Um, we'd still see pictures and he just kind of, but now, now that we're still talking to the family and they're sending pictures, I yeah. told him it's his brother Yeah, that he w- was adopted at birth yeah. and it's okay. He's, my son's okay. You're, yeah. you know, he, he gets a little scared. I think his eyes widen. you know, yeah. like, whoa. Well, but, um. The younger one's hard of hearing, so he doesn't really know. I just mm-hmm. call him a friend because yeah. it's a lot easier. He's a little tiny. At this yeah, yeah, at seven, you know, he yeah. was kind of, you know, in and out. And when he's older, he'll understand. But mm-hmm. I figured he doesn't need to know right now. He just, he loves all kids, and that's mm-hmm. all that matters. But yeah. the older one understands it's his brother, mm-hmm. and... um that he does live with another family, and that everybody's—you know—it's not and that, like he's going to. Yeah, go get and that off.
0: you love him, and that that yes. and you have no plans of adoption for any <laughs> other boys. <laughs> right, yeah. exactly. Yeah, because yeah. I
1: think that kind of scares them too. Like when they yeah. find out, whoa! It's like, wait a second, what's going to happen to me? <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, yeah. it was a bad time in mommy's life. It's mm-hmm. fine. You see how stable we've been, so.
0: Yeah, it was just a a period of time that you made that choice that you might not have the life you have today oh, if no. you had <laughs> if you had chosen to to parent all the boys at that time. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that and that's really important too. Yep. And you do get letters and photographs too. Yep. What kind of things do you hope for your son for your, for your son that you chose adoption for? What are your hopes and dreams for him?
1: Um, I just want him to be happy. I just want him to be satisfied with his life. I want him to be able to wake up every day and say I've done the right thing or I've learned from my mistakes and move on. Mm -hmm. I mean... Um, I know that he's totally completely fine with me. Mm-hmm. You know, I trust the, like I said, the family and their parenting. That's why I chose them. Mm-hmm. So I just want him to be happy and non-judgmental of people. And yeah. so far so good, I think yeah, <laughs> from great. what I hear. Right.
0: And you get the letters and photographs, which are really yep. helpful Report and too. Report cards, everything. Isn't that nice? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you kind of see what he's doing in there too. And I think that's important for a lot of people that are, are nervous about that. And some women that come to us that are choosing adoption have Chosen not to have a lot of contact. Yeah. Um, And I know when you speak to birth moms too, um, do you feel that there are times when that is, is appropriate or do you think that's, that's really hard for women when they don't know?
1: Well, I told, you know, every single one I talk to, I tell mm-hmm. them, I said, do it on your own time because mm-hmm. you're not going to, what if you set up every month and all of a sudden you're like, I don't want these anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, it might hurt. Everybody mourns different. Everybody acts mm-hmm. different. Mm-hmm. And I said, why don't like me, I mean, maybe once a year I'll end up going, hey, by the way, I haven't seen pictures and they send them right out. Yeah. It's whenever it's been five years, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, it was five years before I contacted him again mm-hmm. and until recently. And I'm just like, wow, I can't believe five years went by already. Right. But the second I do, it's always pictures in the mail. So mm-hmm. it's just what, you know, You, I moved on, I guess. Right. And he's still in my heart. But right. yet, it's like I focus on the children I have, my yeah. life now, and, and yeah,
0: and you're really busy, yeah. and you're really focused on the children, like you mentioned, the boys yeah. taking care. of. Um, I know that a lot of times, uh, a lot of times now, we're finding that families of the internet. Um, are able to email photographs or put up a website where they can actually have photographs, too. Have you done any of that where you've done anything? I didn't
1: even think about it. Yeah, did you not?
0: Know?
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I said, I think it's been nine years, and it's just like, oh, I'm The internet so was the- there. Oh,
0: no. <laughs> the internet so I'm wasn't used
1: around. to that. <laughs> yeah.
0: So I think it's important. Well, we're going to take a quick break here. and we come back, we're going to continue on about adoption for my second child, the birth mom story. We'll be back after this moment. Um, break. Break.
1: On my 18th birthday, I made a decision that would affect me forever. I chose life for my baby. I wasn't ready to be a mom or even to change my dreams of being a singer. Many of my friends offered to help me in my pregnancy. But then I learned about another option that provides a beautiful life for my baby. Adoption. I was able to choose my son's parents and even meet them at the hospital. They love him so much and he's an answer to their prayers. I get emails and pictures from them. I even travel to visit my son each year. He has wonderful parents and awesome life and a solid future, everything I wanted for him. And now, I've even moved to Nashville to follow my dreams. I chose life. I chose adoption.
0: Open adoption means you make the choices. Choose the adoptive family, how much contact you want, and how you want the adoption to happen. To learn more about adoption, call 1-800-923-6784 or visit lifetimeadoption.com. You can speak with a compassionate counselor confidentially 24 hours a day. Call Lifetime at 1-800-923-6784. Well, welcome back to Let's Talk Adoption. I'm Marty Caldwell. It's KFIA 710 AM uh, on your dial and also streamed on the internet too. If you just joined us to the program today, we were sharing with you um, Adoption for My Second Child, a birth mom story with Tammy Rowe, a um, birth mother that uh, chose adoption for her second child. Uh, Tammy now has gone on for a wonderful career. She owns her own home. She's got a great life. And um, sharing with us a little bit of uh, a snapshot of her life, of how she did that, what life looks like. And she's also a mentor um for life, lifetime adoption, for other birth mothers that need to speak to somebody to kind of find out, you know, what they can expect and what's it like and, and is it okay and, and is this the right choice? And and Tammy, you speak to a lot of of women and sometimes adoption is a good choice and sometimes they have support at home and they can parent their child. Um, you know, when you talk to a woman, we talked about um, how important it was before the show of seeing your child, that that really helps you get past that point of saying, Um, you know, we had this image of this baby when it's born from the hospital and this innocent little baby and where's the baby and, and, Mm -hmm. and is it okay? And then when we see the child growing up and playing with their siblings or playing with their mom and dad and they're okay, how that really gave you some peace to be able to go on with your life.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. (laughs) And I think,
0: and I know I'm very proud of you because um, you have chosen a field and you have really. Uh, excelled. Um, uh, you make more money than most <laughs> most people I know, and so I'm I'm really impressed. And uh, I know you're very modest about that, but you've really um, come a long way. And I think a lot of it has to do with um, you know at the very beginning you didn't have the support, but it, it shows me that you know you had that internal determination to do it with right. And um, a lot of women don't have that, but they can, as you mentioned before, find support with other people that can help them with that too. Um, You know, what other things can you inspire people with as far as birth mothers listening today that they can do to kind of help them through when they're when they're crying, when they feel like I'm so depressed? What other things can you suggest that they do?
1: Um, Well, one of them is to trust yourself. Mm -hmm. I think um, sometimes we're so busy because just nine years ago I was beating myself up, not Mm -hmm. about my decision, but that I failed Mm -hmm. because I chose adoption. I chose somebody else to raise my son. Mm hmm. And instead of looking at it now, from hindsight, it's, no, I chose a better life for my son. Mm -hmm. Two parents that love each other, they they treat each other with respect. That's the home he's going to grow up in. That's way better than I could have done at the time. So, I mean, it's trust yourself, forgive yourself. Um, Keep your head up high and never quit. You, Mm -hmm. You know, I always... I never knew how strong I was until I went through this and Mm -hmm. you become powerful. I mean, it really is a powerful decision Mm -hmm. and that's when I learned Okay, there is a better life, and that's what kept me going for the whole nine years, and will continue. Yeah, for that period of time Absolutely. too. Absolutely, I see so a lot
0: of women too struggle with. Um, they feel really bad. They can't get past that, beating themselves up. And I know oh, that no. you know there's counselors available to speak to them confidentially, mm-hmm. because I think when you feel really bad about yourself, and you know that the, your spiritual life is really important too. That you know I think a lot of times women feel that God's mad at them. And gonna be mad at this decision because they got pregnant or whatever mm-hmm. it may be. And they really, like you said, beat yourself up over this, too. Um, you know, through that whole period of time, you were able to move one day at a time, mm-hmm. step in front of step. And I think maybe journaling, I don't know if you did any journaling at the time or if you suggested that for other women, but we have found that helpful.
1: Yeah, that's one of the things you told me to do, that I could write letters to him or keep Mm -hmm. them, send them, whatever I chose Mm -hmm. to do. I never sent any (laughs) But, you know, um, I think praying every day and instead of thinking that God's punishing me, I actually always felt it was a plan. So you always have to take the positive side of it because mm-hmm. otherwise the negative side will kill you. It literally will. It'll Boy. put you, it'll stop you in your tracks and make you go nowhere. So, right. I yep. mean, just turn it into that positive. It's a plan. That's mm-hmm. totally what it was. And, right. and I'm happier. He's happier. Our lives are great. So Yeah
0: and i think i think that's what a lot of times people don't realize that, that there is a plan there and it doesn't seem like it and when you're getting the negative influence of be family yeah. you know or pressures to have you know have other options have an abortion or to oh, to yeah. parent a child when you've got too many or you're just too young or financially you just can't see it and instead of everyone's struggling too yeah do you feel that other women then can be successful if they if they apply that if they can try to get some support like you mentioned get support um, mm-hmm. be positive pray every day journal every day. yeah yeah I think that's great absolutely
1: too. yeah
0: well listen Tammy thank you so much for being on the show today you have been so helpful as usual <laughs> thank you so much thank you I really appreciate <laughs> it it's been wonderful seeing you again yes. um, after all this time. If um, you'd like more information regarding adoption, please visit our site, Let's And we just wish you have a wonderful week. We have lots of information on our site. Until next week, this is Marty Caldwell Let's Talk Adoption. Have a great week. God bless you. We'll see you next week. Thank you for joining us for Let's Talk Adoption with Marty Caldwell. For more adoption information, visit lifetimeadoption.com or call 1-800-923-6784. That's 1-800-9-ADOPT-4. And tune in again next week at the same time for Let's Talk Adoption with Marty Caldwell.